you have to cut your teeth. You got to go do it. You got to make the phone call. You know, it's not anything that's rocket science, mm-hmm. but you got to make the phone calls. You got to hear the people. You got to get the hate calls from people. Best ever listeners, do you want to make more money on your real estate projects? Well, I'm guessing that I'm hearing you say, oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> well, guess what, my friends? Today's best ever sponsor, Fund That Flip, is working with. Well, one of our previous best ever guests who has the most po- one of the most popular episodes, Jay Scott. If you aren't familiar with this episode, then go check that out, episode 217. If you are, because you're a loyal best ever listener, then you know that he knows how the heck to both analyze deals, especially flips, how to optimize the profits on those flips and how to look at the market. Because of that, Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has worked with him and put together a guide that is the seven tips to increase your real estate profits in today's market. Go check that out. Go get that guide. I've read through it myself. I've learned a lot of things from it, from how to analyze the market cycles, as well as how to optimize profits and not lose money or mitigate your risk for losing money on your deals go check it out fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever that's f-u-n-d-t-h-a-t-f-l-i-p.com forward slash best ever you're going to learn the tools to better understand your local market and position your business for success you're going to know how to analyze the real estate cycle and how to use short-term investing to capitalize on the market cycle and seven concrete actionable tips to make more money on your deals. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners. Hello. How you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. You are officially listening to the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. And today is Saturday. So first and foremost, I hope you're having a wonderful weekend. And because it's Saturday, we do something a little bit special today, and we're going to do Situation Saturday, where we put our best ever guests in a situation that they've already been in, and they talk to us about how they handled that situation so that, one, if we ever come across that situation, we know what the heck to do. And then if we don't, but we come across something similar, we also can apply the same learnings that we talk about on today's call and maybe help ourselves get to whatever the solution is a little bit faster. So with that being said, we have a returning guest. And if you want to hear his best ever advice, it is episode 510 titled Coma Failure, Now a Successful Wholesaler. How you doing, Scott Bauer? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing really well, my friend. And Nice to have you on the show again, and today we're going to take a different angle. And uh, for the best ever listeners, a a disclaimer, Scott is now a client of mine in my private consulting program where I teach investors how to raise money and buy apartment communities. And he's transitioning from being a successful wholesaler, as the title for episode 510 would suggest, to now being a multifamily syndicator. So he is the owner of HBSB Holdings, which is based in Phoenix, Arizona. He is a 28-year-old, just celebrated his birthday recently. 
a real estate entrepreneur from Iowa who started his first entrepreneurial venture at 17 years old. And again, if you want to listen to his best ever advice, then go check out episode 510. Today, we are going to focus on transitioning from single families to multifamilies and how he has approached that. So with that being said, Scott, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background, and then we're going to talk about your transition. Absolutely. And I appreciate the intro there. So I am here in Phoenix, Arizona. been running a wholesale operation here in Phoenix for, on my own, only the last 12 months. Actually, July 1st would have been 12 months on my own and have uh, done very well in it. And total, only about, uh, I guess, a year and a half or so from January. Well, no, I guess it'd be like November of 2014. So anyways, done very well in the single family realm and have made a decision that I want to really go towards my passion, which is multifamily and multifamily syndication. However, I kind of came into a little bit of an issue because I have to still continue to work. I have to still continue my operation in single family to keep the lights on, keep this machine that I've built running of course, you don't want to let that go to the side. And that didn't give me any time to really be able to focus on what I want to transition to, which is multifamily. Mm-hmm. So I had a problem and found a solution. Actually, uh, came across an individual that is really hungry, really wants to learn how to be a wholesaler, wants to really wants to get out there and is willing to put the time and the effort and the knowledge into really becoming great at wholesaling. And so It happened to come at a perfect time. It's crazy how the world works like that. And we got together and I kind of told him what my plans were, how I was trying to operate things and where he might be able to fit in. So that has really, really, really worked out well. We're moving and shaking right now. We got deals coming in. We got things happening. He's learning how to do the business and I'm putting the ball in his court. I'm allowing him to take the ball and run. Mm Mm-hmm. It is such a coincidence. As you're talking about this, I got a message from someone asking if they could intern for me because they want to learn the business and they want to help grow. <laughs> like, like this is <laughs> it, it, it's 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 crazy. And there's tons of opportunities if you have a company to bring in people. But first, how do you know the right person to bring in? That's kind of ironic you asked that question because I found myself asking the same question of myself. Probably three or four months ago when I first had the idea that maybe I really wanted to get back into apartments and all that stuff, I think similar around the time that we had our first interview, kind of like what I touched on, it's kind of the universe puts things into your life that it should at the right times. I mean, if you really believe in one thing and you think, um, you know, there's a very popular book, Think and Grow Rich out there, which changed my life a long time ago. It's actually my favorite book. When you have an idea or a vision or somewhere you want to go and you constantly think about it and you constantly envision it and you subconsciously, I guess, do the same thing, it's crazy how all all of a sudden things will just kind of fall into place. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, it couldn't have happened more so like that. Is there a way that you qualify an individual though, or is it just hey, I've been thinking about this consciously, subconsciously. This individual and I came across each other, and now we're going to test the waters. 
Well, I was actually being interviewed on another podcast. And um, you are a, it, you are a busy guy. <laughs> Which one? You're right. It's called Entrepreneurs in Fuego. Huh. Um, it's here local in Phoenix. It's a guy who's going around interviewing people, young entrepreneurs, and just experiencing the struggle that they've had to go through, wanting to learn their stories. And he's trying to compile, I think he said, 300 of these individuals together. And I think he's going to write a book around it or put together some sort of conglomeration of all these people to try to pick out what the common denominators are and you know how to just help young people that are wanting to be entrepreneurs to succeed and to fight through the struggles that we all go through. Okay. So anyways, I was being interviewed with him and this guy, George, who's now part of my team here. He also got interviewed for the same thing. He's a loan officer, been in loans for 20 years, and he just heard what I was doing and stayed after. And he approached me after I got done with the interview and he said, hey, I really want to learn. I've been in loans. I understand how real estate works. I understand how money works. And so is there any way that we could work together? Or how can I help you? Mm-hmm. And it just, I mean, it just happened at the right time. I said, matter of fact, you know, I'm kind of thinking about doing this thing, kind of looking to transition into something. And, and, you know, maybe we'll be able to work together. How do you structure it? with George in this example? So basically the way that it works is he's getting a piece of the deal. So in a way, he's like a sales guy. And the percentage that we're going to do is going to change. But right now, it's a similar structure to what I had with my old partner. Basically, he's going to get 14% of the deal on the first 40000 of revenue that he brings in per month. And he'll get an additional 1% for every 10000 after that. Say that slower because I'm going to write this down. That's such an interesting model. He gets 14% of the deal on the first 40K he brings in per month. And then what was that next hurdle? He gets another 1% for every 10,000 above the 40,000 that he gets after that. So he'll get 14% of 40,000. He'll get 15% of the next 10,000. Mm-hmm. He'll get 16% of the next 10,000 and all the way up to a cap of 20%. This is going to be a preliminary thing. And I see this changing and I'm going to give him more as time goes on. As he learns more, as he becomes more involved, I'm definitely going to give him more because mm-hmm. I feel that one, he's worth it. And honestly, this is the first time I'm ever doing it. So this is kind of like, you know, I'm learning along the way as well. When you take a look at that structure, I just want to make sure I'm clear. The 10K, like the the 14% on the first of the deal on the first 40K, is that 40K profit per month? Yeah, so it's it's 40K in revenue to the company per month. Okay, revenue to the company per month. Got it. Because if we're talking about total profit, he might not make very much money because, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, there's yeah. always costs involved. So Yeah, what are his responsibilities? So his responsibilities are to answer the phone. Basically, we get phone calls in every day. I used to answer the phone, take down the information for the sellers, get an idea of what their situation is, how we can help them, what's going on, why did they pick up the phone and call us. And then they try to set the appointment to go look at the property. And then we're going out together to the property to go look at these properties. And I'm teaching him what to look for how to talk to the sellers, how to be involved so that 
eventually he can go do this on his own. You know, he can go and go take a look at the properties himself and he can talk with the sellers himself and he knows how to negotiate deals Mm -hmm. and lock them up. And then where ideally would you be in a year from now within the wholesale business? Like what is your role one year from now? So what I'm really good at is making the phone ring, uh, really looking at, you know, at a, at an upper level, I guess, overview of the company. So how to generate more leads for George or for more people, if we end up moving on to adding more and just overseeing kind of the structure of everything to make sure that it all stays intact Mm -hmm. and how we can be more profitable and how I can make George, more money and anybody else that we bring on, how do we generate more income for everybody else? Mm -hmm. That's kind of the role that I want to take on. And I guess I will take on. Any issues that you've come across from a structure standpoint or from a training standpoint that you've addressed? And it doesn't have to be George specific, but just from a process, like thinking about the process that you're doing differently? One really important thing is that I truly believe is is really important is you have to cut your teeth. You got to go do it. You got to make the phone call. You know, it's not anything that's rocket science, Mm -hmm. but you got to make the phone calls. You got to hear the people. You got to get the hate calls from people. And (laughs) I mean, you have to hear them yell at you and tell you not to mail them anymore. And they're going to call the cops and they're going to sue you. And you have to hear that stuff. And you also have to go on these appointments and you got to hear people's rebuttals. You got to understand when they say no, because they're going to say no, how to handle that. And I've actually got some scripts and some things that I can provide to George and I have provided for him that help with these different objections. But ultimately, you just got to go do it. And that's Mm -hmm. the only way to do it. Yeah, there's nothing like having someone tell you they're going to call the cops and sue you. Hearing that in person, face to face versus reading that from a script and reading how to handle it. It's day and night different. And <laughs> the emotional feeling is day and night different as well because it, it's it's kind of ridiculous. I We actually just had one lady, I we made an offer to her. She wasn't very happy with the offer. It was quite low because the property was in quite bad shape. Mm-hmm. She didn't seem to think that was reasonable. So although we just keep trying to follow up with her and she hasn't said yes or no whether she's going to accept the contract or not. She just kind of isn't answering phone calls, emails, text messages, or any communication at all until just today we found out that she was very, very mad at our offer and she's going to get a restraining order <laughs> on us for making her a really low offer. <laughs> wow, that is a first. I, I haven't come across that. Congratulations, by the way. This is like interview something, something like in the 600s. That's the first time I've heard a restraining order because you put in a low offer. They were offended by that. Yes. I mean, it's just, you know, over time you learn to just blow that off, right? Because it's like, okay, well, whatever. You're not going to do that. It's ridiculous. But you got to hear it. You got to go through that that motion. Yep. I understand. Well, anything else that you want to mention as it relates to setting your current business up so that you can go explore other opportunities. And in your case, it's multifamily syndication, but in other wholesalers case, it might be fix and flip deals, or it might be becoming a lender. Anything else that you would say about the process? Only from my experience, what I would say is that go after what you really, really want to do. 
And if you really want to do something, you're going to find a way to make whatever else you have to do work. Think outside the box about it. You can't let an obstacle stop you from achieving what it is that you want to do. So don't be afraid to go out there and and go after what it is that you really want to accomplish. My own experience, I've noticed that you will live. Time will go on. Life will go on. You will find a way Mm -hmm. if you truly want to get to somewhere. You'll find a way to make it happen. I agree. Completely agree wholeheartedly. What's the best place the best ever listeners can get in contact with you? You can send me an email at scott, S-C-O-T-T, period, Bauer, B-O-W-E-R, at hbsbholdings.com. Awesome. Well, Scott, thank you again for being on the show. I love how you got specific into how you structure the agreement with someone. In your case, they get 14% of the deal on the first 40K of revenue they bring into the company per month, then 1% for every 10K above the 40K with a cap of 20%. I love hearing that stuff because there's all sorts of ways we can structure it. As you said, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. So really, we're only limited by our creativity and our own self-restraints. And you proved that. So thanks for being on the show again. Hope you have a best ever weekend and we'll talk to you soon. All right, Joe. Thanks. Goodbye. If you're a wholesaler or wanting to wholesale, then you've got to check out this video. It's at wholesalinginc.com. It's a interview that Tom Kroll, and if you recognize Tom's name, well, that's because he was a guest on episode 395. He has documented his conversation with a motivated seller. So you hear from when he gets out of his car all the way to the very end when he's talking to the neighbors about different houses on the street. If you're into wholesaling or want to get into wholesaling, go listen to it. Go to wholesalinginc.com and go check that out.